everyone and welcome to the Ice House podcast. Today I'm with Ice House coach Josie Adlam and she is also a facilitator on our Taking Your Business Forward program, which is an online program the Ice House has. And today is all about getting to know Josie. Josie is a visionary and transformational executive leader with a deep commitment to seeing emerging and innovative businesses succeed and achieve their growth potential. She's always had a natural aptitude for business strategy, sales and market development. She's helped a wide range of industry and life stage businesses in both Auckland and Wellington to get there faster, ranging from early growth technology startups to established service industry organizations to high growth international market expansions. Welcome, Josie. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Briar. It's an honor. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. And I love to start our coaches' interviews with quick fire questions. It's a great way to get to know them really quickly. Um, so we'll start with, how do you take your morning coffee? I don't. I love the smell of coffee, but I've never grown up enough to like the taste. So it's a cup of gumboot tea or a Diet Coke if it's a hot day for my caffeine fix. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. That question's always a rush because not everyone drinks coffee. And um, so, no, that's a good answer. Morning or night person? It's both because I can fit a lot in a day. <laughs> I like that too. Favorite meal? It, it's got to be the good big kiwi breakfast. Nothing beats it. <laughs> yes, that's so good. Favorite place in the world? It's, I mean, I've traveled a lot, but I'd have to say it's where I live. I live in Kapiti and I've always dreamed of a place by the ocean with the mountains in the background, a lake nearby, a place to keep my horses and yet close enough to a city to enjoy the culture and be able to have a job to afford it all. Yeah, cool, that's awesome. Um, I am noticing an accent, so where's, where's home home for you? <laughs> yeah, home home, so I'm from the East Coast of the US, um, outside of Philadelphia, but I've been here a long time, so yeah, I have this hybrid accent that um, when I go home, people ask me where I'm from, but you guys always know it's a bit of American in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, awesome, that's great. Okay, what about a hobby you enjoy outside of work? That's my horse riding. I love three-day eventing. It's uh, part of my risk appetite in my physical exercise world. Cool. So good. And your middle name. What's your middle name? Oh, which <laughs> one? Um, <laughs> I've got a few. I, came to, I seem to collect some middle names, but I guess the one my parents gave me is Marie. Marie. Nice. <laughs> is it true for you too that when you get married, Liz was telling me when you get married, your maiden name becomes one of your middle names in America? Is that how it yeah. works? Not, not automatically, but okay. yeah, it tends to. I've, I've kept that maiden name as a middle name and, um, yep, and, and carried on a few other yeah. <laughs> shared surnames into my middle name. So why not? We'll see where we go next. Why not? Just keep them coming. That's good. Nice. That was awesome. Now we'll jump, jump into some of the deeper questions. First one being, give us some insight into your career to date. What has been the journey to get to where you are today? Yeah. Now, for me, um, I'm an electrical engineer, as, as you briefed in, but I got nabbed right out of uni into the telecommunications industry in the U.S., and it was part of an executive development program. So my early work life was a lot about trying many different roles to give me a broad base of business understanding to back then help your way up the ladder. And I guess that continued when I got to New Zealand and stayed in telecommunications and ICT. But what kind of stood out as a common theme for me was I was always taking on or creating new business units in my corporate career. So I guess 
some people would say I'm a closet entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> it was working with entrepreneurs when I was at Kiwi Bank that opened my eyes to the needs that business owners and founders have to help them get there faster. And it was the realization that so many of them felt they had to go to the school of hard knocks in order to make their success valuable. And that I wanted to help them see that with the windows of opportunity kind of shrinking all the time, it was okay to accelerate their success with a little bit of outside help. Mm, awesome. That's so great. Cool. What does life look like today? Where do you focus your time? Oh, <laughs> it's such, it's such for, about variety for me. My life today is full of variety, which is what I love. Um, I'm on the road a lot in face-to-face -face meetings on site with clients or connecting with the ecosystem or I'm back here like I am in the um, the office on zooms like this or following up with personal knowledge development and sharing that with my virtual team of clients or doing what a lot of business owners don't enjoy which is business development and sales mm. um, I also run a tourism and hospitality business on a farm that I invested in five years ago so sometimes I'm pulling on those gumboots and heading up to the farm too to run my own business wow what variety that is amazing yeah. <laughs> no day must be the same in your world Josie never <laughs> is and that's what I enjoy about it that's awesome. I love that. So when did you start working with the Ice House and how did it all come about? Yes, yeah, so that was about 10 years ago. It was towards what was then the um, end of my time at Kiwi Bank. And in my role then on the, on the team, I had visited the Ice House to understand more about the programs that were offered to help growing businesses. And I spent time learning about what was then the startup program and then the learning and development programs aimed at established business owners, you know, about when they hit that $5 million mark, kind of the owner manager level. Yeah. And my question then was to, to the people I was meeting with, what happens to the graduates of your startup program? How do you stay in touch and grow them to that $5 million, million mark? Or you're just chucking them out and saying, good luck, we'll see you later. Mm -hmm. um, so can they then feed into your owner manager support? And there wasn't a definite focus on that back then. And we talked about supporting these businesses through one-on-one -on -one coaching support, which ended up being a natural progression for me after I left my corporate life to work with high growth businesses. Yeah, wow. So you've actually been part of it for 10 years I didn't realize that for many many years yeah um, my age <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome that's very very cool um and so what yeah so what I've got here is obviously I mentioned you're a coach also a facilitator on our taking your business forward program what's your favorite aspect of coaching and also facilitating the program yeah so definitely knowing the amazing people behind the businesses um I'm a serious people person, and I love helping people um, connect their personal life aspirations with their business goals. Mm -hmm. uh, with facilitating the Taking Your Business Forward program, I love jumping into the breakout rooms and then seeing the growth and the depth of the participants' discussions where they're sharing and teaching each other. It's been phenomenal to watch. You know, they become facilitators of themselves, and it's really exciting. And with coaching, it's just such an honor to be that go-to person supporting them as they navigate this growth journey. Mm -hmm. For them so much, it's a lonely life when you're the only owner manager and you might have a partner, but sometimes you don't, but you can't always take the challenges home. So in that one-on-one -on -one situation, having someone be your virtual business partner 
is it's a real honor and and that's the biggest challenge that I love taking on yeah Yeah, that's great I was uh, on a podcast yesterday and someone that actually had received coaching said you know their coach feels like part of their team you know part of their business team they're outside um, look in but still really part of the internal team and, and I think that's such a great connection that a coach and you know a client can have yeah. which is really yeah. great cool is there anything you learned from 2020 that you've taken into 2021 um, you know anything from new ways of working or lifestyle anything along those lines yeah, well, we when we think 2020, I think we're all going to think of that that five letter word called COVID. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a new worry. Is the five letter words, not the four letter words? Mm-hmm. And and the obvious answer would be, oh, it's the online world. We can live in this online world. But to me, it's it's really about the importance of connection and networks. Um, the one key takeaway for me when we sat in lockdown was about reaching out and staying in touch with your networks. And I know the Ice House did such a phenomenal job of that during during lockdown, both with with their 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 team, their coaches and the businesses, because we had the time to do it and and soon realized the benefits of like having an ongoing focus on this for self-development, for that sense of connection. That's often a challenge for a business owner operating as a lone leader. And, And of course, for me, also a continued focus on. How do I take on business development and sales? Having that time to do that and realizing that that learning of the importance of connections and networks is something that often gets neglected when people are stuck in the business and working on delivery. And Mm -hmm. that happens a lot with with owner managers. Yeah, 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 totally. Great answer. What is the most common challenge you see business owners facing right now? Yeah, I, I, I think... People are still in a little bit of their grieving phase of the shock of having had such a hard year. So I think for me, the biggest common challenge they're facing is growth with such a greater awareness of risk because they're not naturally risk adverse people. You know, they're positive people always reaching out and stretching the boundaries, but many are still feeling a little bit burnt and scared. So how do you turn that nervous energy into a positive focus on grabbing your risk profile and making a plan for growth in what's still going to be an uncertain world, but except always been uncertain. We just got a bit blindsided because we weren't looking outside far enough at, you know, what might happen. So allowing yourself to make your world a bit more certain in what was a tumultuous time. So go back to what was your roots in entrepreneurship and, you know, being a business owner and go grab that risk profile and give, turn all that nervous stuff into a positive world for you. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so true. And it is, it is scary, you know, not knowing what tomorrow can bring and how quickly things can change with lockdowns and um, how uncertain things are. It is scary, but I have been loving hearing from business owners and coaches that they're encouraging people to be bold and, um, yeah. Yeah, and I really like that. So that's cool to hear from you too. What's one piece of advice that you'd give to a business owner looking to grow in 2021? Well, probably probably close to what you said. I would just say be brave, but be smart. Okay. Mm. And that's about knowing your environment and staying on top of what is changing so you can be confident in your growth strategy and making sure that your growth strategy is a balanced approach to both top line growth 
and the capability development to enable you to scale so you're prepared to grow successfully and don't get caught out. And that's been a common theme for people. They focus so much on that, oh, I've just got to get things going right now. And then they think, oh, I couldn't get the talent, couldn't get the resource, my systems aren't ready. And, and being able to stop and make that plan so that when it does happen, you're not caught out. Because I've been there, done that. <laughs> you you yeah, breed yourself wow. and you have to live with it. So you need to be prepared to live with the environment that you're creating. And that's, that's yeah, supporting man, growth, that's... that growth with your capabilities. Yeah. Mm, that's brilliant. So much value in that, that answer. Thanks, Josie. Are there any client stories that live long in your memory? Any people that you know, you're proud of, or I'm sure you have just so many that it could be a four million hour podcast recording, but is there anything that stands out for you? <laughs> yeah, it, and it is It is the truth. I mean, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to work with so many different amazing people that enrich my world and make me so proud of them. Um, so it, it it's hard to think about this, but I guess, it's easier to think about the ones you've been with for a long time. So you've seen them through that whole journey, not just the moments in time. And I've had clients I've started with, they've gone off and they've come back and it's at what life stage you come through. But there's one tech company that I was able to work through many stages of their growth and still working with today. Um, they were struggling to grow with after having been burnt um, by some key personnel and a, a growth period that kind of slipped away with them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I have the energy to go through this again. So they had to learn to trust again in their capabilities and put a plan in place and start to focus on building a very cohesive strategy. And you notice mm -hmm. I keep saying that strategy word there because I like yeah. people looking on a long term horizon. And I don't believe in accidental success that's sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, so they were focusing on their personal development as well as a collective of leaders and learning how to govern their business based on a strategy and not just the sales and delivery delivery because they tended to get in this whole space of oh we got we got a new business right let's focus on making it a great delivery no problems no defects everything's great yeah. and then like oh shoot we better start up sales again and it's again about that balanced approach to their strategy and now they're absolutely thriving. They've got a board in place and they're having the best and most open and challenging conversations about their business to help it achieve what they, they want for it. And I'm just so proud of that situation. They've done amazing things. Yeah, that's great to hear. And that you feel so connected to them because you've been part of the journey and the roller coaster ride that it's yeah. probably been. So yeah, cool. Really cool to hear. Okay, 2021, what excites you most about 2021? Well, I can't believe we're a quarter of the way through it. <laughs> I know, it's terrifying, right? <laughs> but, but it's actually rewarding knowing, you know, we've, we've, we're still going, you know, yeah. life is still going. Um, things didn't stop. The world had its pauses, but we're still going. And I think for me, 2021 is just remembering that in each and every day, there's, it's a new day of possibilities. You know, that our generations before us have gone through tumultuous times. So we need to just keep focusing on what we know in front of us and just yeah. keep moving forward and not being afraid of the unknown. And that's that's that bravery factor again that so many business owners share. And everybody's going to have their moments where they're a bit worried or insecure or concerned that do I have what it takes? Um, and 
that's why I love what I do because I can help them find what they don't have and help them build that foundation to make their business successful so they can embrace the new possibilities because the world's changed and with every change comes opportunity. And I just look around and I think, you know, who would have known? Probably Zoom never knew they'd have so much opportunity in front of them, yeah. you know, to, to make what we're doing happen so quickly. And so many other tools, the way the world is happening, everybody has to change. So 2021, it's it's continuing, I guess, my attitude of move forward, always forward, keep it, keep up into the possibilities. Great. I love how positive, you know, you are and, and that perspective of moving forward um, keeping things light and positive and, and looking at the good side of things too, which is really great. Cool. So much gold in this podcast. Um, <laughs> seriously, very inspiring. Um, very, yeah, cool to hear your journey and, and your mindset. And, and like you said, your attitude of um, how you sit and see the business world, which is really cool. Um, and that's from getting motivated and inspired from the people I work with too. So it's a two-way street all the time. Yeah, I love that. Bounce off each other and, and give each other what you need, which is cool. Uh, last question for you, Josie, and finishing on a bit of a fun note, and that is, what is one interesting fact that not many people know about you? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is always that icebreaker question when you're in a, in a group and you go, oh, what am I going to share? Yeah. For me, I have so many weird, weird facts that I can share, but I guess the, the one that probably raises a few eyebrows is when I was at university in the US, um, I decided to audition to be the mascot. So, <laughs> and I succeeded. So I spent several years running around going to uh, football games and basketball games as an owl. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant and oh was, my gosh it was my closet actress uh, coming out and being able to hide behind a costume and having an absolute time con connecting with people and making people laugh so that's my little fact that is a brilliant fact and sounds like kind of the dream that you can sort of just do whatever and have all the high energy and no one knows who you are so you can make a great fool of yourself yes um, was it hot in there I always wonder is it too hot in there you know can you breathe oh. <laughs> totally too hot um I was lucky the costume had this huge head with the beak yeah and the beak was about that big which was just big <laughs> enough to fit a can of beer through when it got too hot <laughs> university years oh, it was yeah. definitely a hot costume and you could definitely hide behind things I got away with things I probably wouldn't have gotten away with um, <laughs> however some of the things I might have done surprised people when they thought that I was a boy doing it because the assumption was always the mascot was a boy and um, so there was a look of relief when I might have um, approached someone with a, a different approach and they found out I was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, phew. you can just blame I it on the I didn't get owl. any dates out of it though. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh man, that is gold. That is so good. I've always wondered what it'd be like to be a mascot. So there you have it, guys. That's, that's what it's like. Uh, thank you so much, Josie. Really great interview. Good to get to know you better. Um, and it's amazing to have you part of the Ice House coaching and facilitating team. So thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Briar. It's been fun.